This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Welcome back to the Frontier Freedom Hour. This is Jeff Hunt, the chief wagon boss of this operation. You know, this show is sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Probably, you know, the think tank doing some of the most important work in the state of Colorado against this radical leftism that has gotten control of this state. Where does the pushback happen? Where does the great fight back for our American principles start? It starts at the Centennial Institute. So go to centennial.ccu.edu. That's centennial.ccu.edu. Join the great work that the Centennial Institute is doing, and let's reclaim this state for America's founding principles. All right, I'm in Coronado, California, Paradise, USA, with the mayor, Richard Bailey. Now, you have a plan to try to tackle homelessness, not only here in Coronado, which really isn't much of an issue at all, but really in the city of San Diego, which I think I got off at 17th Street, Mm, and it was like, whoa. I mean, the smell just hit you. And we all know what that smell is, urine. Um, And so the city of San Diego seems to be facing a lot of the same problems that the city of Denver is. Now, in the city of Denver, they can't give away retail space right now. They literally can't give it away. Because there's so much crime, so much, I think homelessness in one year has gone up 30% in the city of Denver. And a lot of it's attached to Colorado's lax view on drugs. But um, you kind of had a plan. You've been on Fox talking about this. You've really led an initiative to address homelessness. So let's talk about your plan. Well, this has, second to Everest, this has been my favorite topic to address because one thing your, your listeners probably know instinctively is that what we're experiencing in certain parts of the country with this big rise in homelessness, it is not normal. And it is undoubtedly a, a response to an abject failure of leadership, political leadership. A few facts for your, a few facts for your listeners they might find interesting. From 2012 through 2022, which is the most recent 10-year range that we have data available nationwide, the number of homeless went from 620,000 in 2012 to, do you want to guess what it is, was in 2022? 620,000 up to a million? It actually went from 620,000 in 2012 down to 580,000 oh, wow. in 2022. It went down. Now, now this yeah, statistic, yeah, exactly. And this statistic really fascinated me because as I started really kind of deep diving this issue about a year and a half ago, I wanted to understand well, what does the data say, right? Because as one of my, uh, my very first uh, directors in the private sector told me, the data will set you free. Find the right data and you'll find the right answers. So we have seen nationwide a decrease in the number of homeless. However, in certain states, namely California, New York, and then in certain cities, even outside of those two states, such as Denver and Portland, we have seen massive increases in homelessness. Here in California, for example, over that same 10-year window where we saw the rate of homelessness actually fall nationwide, here in California, we saw it increase by 40%. So that begs the question, why are we seeing a downward to flat trend nationwide, but it increasing so dramatically in just a handful of pockets in the country? And the answer is that it comes down to public policy. So the uh, initiative around homelessness that I'm trying to spearhead here in the San Diego region 
addresses the underlying public policy issues that are directly contributing to this rise in homelessness. Wow. So what is the plan? What, 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 I guess here's the challenge. So the left gets elected because they seem to be more compassionate on this issue. We're going to provide a service. We're going to create direct on the ground services to help somebody. So today they're going to get a meal or they're going to get a tiny home, or they're going to get something to help them. And us conservatives look like we're cold-hearted because we look at long-term trajectories, right? The breakdown of the family that has led to these problems, the lack of responsibility, the lack of work, all that stuff. So you're trying to come at these issues from a different perspective. What is that? Yeah, that's exactly right. So <clears throat> a lot of people will say homelessness is a complex problem. However... It's really a simple solution. Now, it, there might be there there is a myriad of reasons why someone might become homeless, but at the end of the day, they fall into one of two camps: those that want help and those that do not want help. It's as simple as that. And us as policy officials, uh, it is our responsibility. We have a dual responsibility. We have the first responsibility to connect people that want help with the available help to get them back on their feet. But we also have a responsibility to the broader community to enforce quality of life laws that say you can't block the public right of way with your tent encampments. You can't urinate on the sidewalks. You can't shoot up in our parks. You can't commit petty crimes to fuel your drug addiction. We have a dual responsibility to both parties. And so that's a very, that's a very simple take on this quote unquote complex problem. But the reality is when you when you impose policies that, uh, that, that basically accept that this take is reality, you find results happen very quickly. And what we've seen happen here is that when you talk to police officers in large cities, like I've talked to a lot of my friends that serve on the uh, city of San Diego Police Department, and you ask them, when you make contact with a, a homeless individual on the street and you offer them help, what percentage of people actually accept that help? And what you find is that anywhere from 94 to 96% of homeless individuals that are offered help, like actual help, hey, would you like to get into a program that'll help you get back on your feet? 94 to 96% say, no, I do not want that help. Well, from my standpoint, if you are refusing help, that's certainly your right, but it doesn't then give you the right to violate all of our other quality of life laws. Um, it's as simple as that. And so taking a very simple approach is probably the best way to go. And also, when, when we ask ourselves, well, what is the proper lane of government here? Well, the proper lane of government, we're, we're not in the business of building housing. We're not housing developers. So you know, we can't do a lot of things right in local government. Um, we especially can't be housing developers. Right? We're not going to get that one right either. But what we can do is we can enforce our basic laws. And we can leave it up to the, the NGOs and the, the faith-based organizations that want to provide a helping hand to those that want to be helped. And we can do our part as city officials in enforcing our basic quality of life laws and connecting those that want help with help. It's a very, very simple approach, but it has very, very effective results. So then what is the, what's the line, how far are we willing to push that public safety? So if people are willing to urinate openly on the streets, if they're willing to use drugs openly in parks, are we then saying, we're gonna push that all the way to the end, you will be incarcerated if you continue to violate these laws? Short answer is yes, absolutely. You have to. You absolutely have to. Now, here's some other statistics your uh, listeners might find interesting. I don't know what these are for, for Denver and for Colorado, but at least for the county of San Diego, 
You might be surprised to hear that our shelter space in San Diego County is only 75% occupied on any given night. So for any of our friends on the less usually the political left that say, hey, it's not compassionate to arrest people for simply being homeless. I would say, I agree. That's not compassionate. However, it's also not compassionate to let people die on the streets. And when there are beds available, and this is actually a, a legal uh, rationale as well, you cannot enforce your quality of life laws because of a District 9 Court of Appeals decision uh, against Boise where they said you can't enforce anti-camping laws when you don't have shelter space for the homeless to go to. So the first step for any city and any region in actually addressing their homeless issue is to first identify how many beds do we have? And number two, you have to have a real-time system in place that identifies occupancy. Once you know as a city or as a region that we have at least one bed available in the whole region, all of those cities can legally go out and enforce their anti-camping laws um, and, and really make a difference to the quality of life for their community. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, well, if you're arresting someone for being addicted to drugs or arresting someone from petty crime, you're really just criminalizing the homeless. But the reality of the situation is that more often than not, the only opportunity these individuals will have to actually have a diversion take place in their life is going to come through, at, at least at some point, through law enforcement, where you arrest someone for participating in an open-air drug market, you arrest someone for that petty, petty crime, you arrest someone for urinating or defecating in the street, they get arrested, eventually they get taken in front of a judge, and a judge can either you know, sentence them to jail, a judge can sentence them to a rehabilitation program, but without that initial diversion from law enforcement that originates from law enforcement, um, that individual will almost certainly be left to die on the streets, likely of a fentanyl overdose. And that, to me, is not compassionate at all. So we got about one minute left. How is this working out in San Diego? Are you able to work with the mayor of San Diego, the city council there? Are they interested in this kind of vision? And why why did you even decide to take this on? Um, you're almost halfway through your second term. Uh, you could just be coasting, um, but you decided to take this up. Uh, homelessness is by far the number one issue in the cities where it's an issue. So in some cities, it's not an issue at all. But in the cities where it is an issue, it is always the number one issue. And once again, this is really due to an abject failure of political leadership. And so I wanted to understand the data and then put forth policy positions based on that data that could help our entire region. Because the homelessness issue is not isolated to any one city. It really does affect the entire region. And I'm very pleased to say, actually, that uh, my colleague, uh, Mayor of San Diego, Todd Gloria, who for the first several years of his administration was not really doing anything to uh, effectuate change, a couple weeks ago started taking the approach that I've been advocating for the last couple of years. And if you walk around, not all the streets in downtown San Diego now, but there's a handful of streets they've really started to clean up. They just put this new policy in place about two weeks ago where they're actually enforcing quality of life laws um, and they've opened up additional shelter space. And so if people are refusing help. They're not allowing them to stay on the sidewalks. So it's a great step for our region. It is, and I've said this over and over again, it is not right to allow people to overdose in a tent by themselves, drug addicted. And the whole approach that the left has had has not been working. Friends, uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask him about the Tijuana issue here in San Diego and also his future plans. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. 